the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. It is 5.06 in Columbus, Ohio, and in Washington, D.C. Welcome to the Don Crow Show on WAVA 105.1 FM. Welcome to Bob Bernie Live on AM 880 and 104.5 FM in Columbus, Ohio. We are simulcasting today. I have the privilege of filling in for my dear friend Don Crow while he is away from the microphone. We do this occasionally, and it is always an honor. Now, Fridays are always open phones on my program. We can talk about anything you want to talk about. And uh, Luther in Chillicothe, Ohio, has been on hold for quite some time. Luther, you've been very, very patient. Thank you. Your wait is over. You're on the air. Thank you for calling. Thank you, Bob. Certainly. Uh, I got a question here about syncretism. I got Israel My Glory magazine. Yeah. In 2012, they put out an article. I'll just read a little bit of it here and ask you on it. When the Roman Empire established Christianity as the only legal religion in the late 4th century, many pagans became associated with Christian churches. They practiced the pagan religion the Babylonians had adopted in the 22nd century B.C., which involved the worship of a goddess addressed as the Holy Virgin, the Virgin Mother, and the Queen of Heaven and Earth. The Roman pagans Christianized these titles by ascribing them to the Virgin Mary, and the Roman Church eventually adopted them through syncretism. Is that devil worshiping or idol worshiping, or how would you call that? Because they're worshiping Mother Mary, and I mean that's well, not anything the Bible said to do. Yeah, I would I would avoid extreme terms in this, but I am absolutely convinced that no human being should be worshipped, including Mary. Um, I have a lot of Catholic friends. I stand toe-to-toe and side-by-side with Catholics in their fight for life and against abortion. But I am not a Catholic because there is much Catholic doctrine that I don't agree with, and they don't agree with me. Uh I I find no scriptural evidence whatsoever for the sinless perfection of Mary, the Immaculate Conception. Uh, scripture is clear that Mary had other children. She had boys. She had girls. Jesus had half-brothers and sisters. Uh, and Scripture is very clear. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And I can't find any scripture for her bodily assumption to heaven. You can't find that scripturally. You have to go to the ancient church fathers, church tradition, and so forth. Now, how did the Catholic Church come about to their belief 
Was it part of Roman mythology and so forth? I don't know. I've read that. I don't have proof or evidence of that. Uh, I would just simply say that I do not find those teachings concerning Mary biblical. I don't. And I am a firm advocate of sola scriptura, that the Bible and the Bible alone is our authority for truth. Um, I would disagree with Catholics on the equality of the magisterium, which is the traditions of the church and so forth. So that's where I stand on that, Luther. But doesn't that come close to idol worship? Well, it certainly can. I don't know that all Catholics who pray to Mary uh, look at her as an idol. It certainly does come close. It certainly does. And uh, I remember uh, it was in uh, uh, Vienna. The church is St. No, 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 no. Oh, my goodness. The big, big, big cathedral in Vienna. It'll come to me here in just a minute. I've been there three or four times. Uh, If you go into this massive cathedral, and it's spectacular, it is breathtaking. It really is. Uh, Up at the front, there is a huge, huge representation of Mary. It is gigantic. And below it is a tiny little representation of Jesus. And I was struck by that concerning the attitude expressed in that church about the importance. And clearly, to the people who designed that church, Mary was far more important than Jesus. Well, of course, they believe that she is the mother of God. So anyway, Luther, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Let's go to McClure, Ohio, and talk with Charles. Charles, where is McClure, Ohio? Uh, just west of Bowling Green. Okay, gotcha. Welcome. Thank you for calling. What's on your mind? Well, I just thought, uh, given the topic uh, that uh, has been discussed some today, I thought it might be good. I happen to hear on the radio on another program that today is the day that George Whitfield died. Really? I didn't know that. Yes, uh, I just looked it up. Uh, let's see, 1770. Wow, wow. And uh, September 29th, 1770. Man, unlike Diane Feinstein. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But he said on his, uh, near his death, I'm not sure if, this, I think this was on the day he died, and I heard them say that he actually preached a sermon on the day he died. Hmm. And he uh, is quoted as of saying, I am tired in the Lord's work, but not tired of it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the dream of most pastors and preachers is to die in the pulpit. You know, giving, giving a message, giving a sermon, giving out the Word of God. What a great place to enter heaven. Go straight from the pulpit right straight to the streets of heaven. Um, I didn't know that about George Whitfield, and I didn't know that today was the uh, commemoration of his death. What an incredible influence he had. How old was he when he died? Uh, born in, uh, let's see, was it say 14 and died in 70. I think that makes him 
1956, something like that. Wow, maybe. no kidding. So, so many of those great leaders, uh, Robert Murray McShane, whose writings have impacted millions of people, died very young. And many of those leaders in the 1700s died very young. Of course, life expectancy in those times were very, very brief compared to what life expectancy is today. It gives us good reason to be thankful for all our days. Well, that's for sure. Every day, every day. My uh, my wife and I have our devotions at night. We read from several sources, and then we pray. And every night, we thank God, life and breath, for another day. Yes. All right, Charles, thanks. That's it. Have you called before? Uh, probably two or three decades ago, maybe. <laughs> well, I guess that's why I didn't recognize Charles from McClure, Ohio. Well, God bless you, Charles. Uh, don't wait so long next time. I love hearing okay. from you. Will do. Thanks. Uh, all right. God bless. Uh, my number, 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. We'll be right back. Radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. Welcome back to Bob Bernie Live and the Don Crow Show. Uh, just continuing, just for a moment, on this thing of Christianity and syncretism, and how syncretism is so opposed. To biblical truth. You find it all over all over the country. You find it all around the world. Biblical Christianity and a little sprinkle of this, a little sprinkle of that. Uh, many people believe that the Romans of the first and second century uh, persecuted the Christians simply because they were intolerant of religion and intolerant of Christianity. That's not really true. The early Romans were incredibly tolerant of religion. In fact, that's why they built the Pantheon. The Pantheon, which is now a Christian church, was built at the end of the first century, beginning of the second century. And the the name Pantheon literally means the temple of all the gods in Greek the temple of all the gods. The Romans built this magnificent structure in order to honor all of their gods as well as the gods around them. And in order to keep peace, they would conquer this city, they would conquer this nation, and uh, then they would say, we've, we've conquered you, we expect you to be in submission to us, but... 
We want peace. Who or what is your God or your gods? And the people, well, these are our gods. Well, fine. Uh, Give us a statue of your god or gods, and we will put them in the pantheon. They had little, little nooks, little places, and they would put the statue, and therefore they would honor the gods of all the people that they had conquered. It was one of their means of uh, subduing the people around them. Look, we can all we can all be we can all be brothers. Uh, we can all live together, and we you know if if you will worship our gods, we will worship your gods. Very similar to what the Old Testament Jews did on many occasions when they worshipped Baal and Ashtaroth and the gods of the land. Let's all get together and we'll just all, we'll just all worship each other's gods. So it is not true that the Romans were intolerant of other religions. Well, then why were the Christians persecuted when the other religions were not? Because when the Christians were approached by the Roman authorities, and they said, oh, okay, you have this Jesus, and you believe that he rose from the dead, and you believe that he's a god? Okay, all right, we don't believe that, but tell you what, give us a statue, a representation of your god, Jesus, and we'll put him in the pantheon with all of the other gods. And the Christians said, no, can't do that, won't do that. Jesus is not just another God. Jehovah God that we serve is not just another God. He is the God. And Jesus is King of kings, Lord of lords, God of gods. And no, we will not worship your other gods, nor will we allow you to put Jesus in the pantheon as just another god. We will not serve, we will not bow to other gods, as you will. We serve Jesus, and only Jesus. And as a result, in their refusal to compromise in their belief in one true God and the deity of Jesus Christ and their rejection of syncretism. They were put to death by the thousands. Rome was not intolerant of other religions. But the early Christians were. Well, they didn't attack them. They just refused to put Jesus on the same level as other gods. And that's why the, the thing that started this whole discussion is this Sojourn, Sojourner article from this—where's um, uh, this individual from? Puerto Rico? Yeah, Puerto Rico. And uh, in his Latin culture, they communicated with the dead. That's just a part of their culture. He says, I'm not going to give up my culture. I'm a Christian. I follow Jesus. But I have my culture. And my grandma 
had four ghosts, dead people, that Grandma talked to. And I'm not going to dishonor Grandma. And, and, and then, as is the case with most heresy, they try to explain it scripturally. Let me, let me go back to this article. Um, it is a common understanding that in many Latin American indigenous cultures that the veil between the living and the dead is sin. Well, that's a cultural thing, not a biblical thing. Continuing, and relating with our ancestors can be an everyday occurrence. So first, this individual gives this as a cultural thing. And then this individual, in order to justify this individual's unwillingness to break from a demonic culture, finds something in the Scripture. Quote, Scriptures that speak of the clouds of witnesses surrounding those who follow Jesus resonate strongly with many Latin folks. So, they desperately attempt to justify something that is clearly demonic and satanic by looking, looking, look, oh, cloud of witnesses. Well, maybe, 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 maybe that could be dead relatives. There's nothing in that that indicates communicating with the dead. Um, and when you think that Christians in the first and second century by the thousands were put to death because they would not adapt cultural things that were in contradiction to Scripture. And then you fast forward to today, and you see Christians who are more than willing to compromise biblical truth in order to appease a cultural aspect, which in reality is an abomination to God and in direct contradiction to the teaching of Scripture. Syncretism in any form is wrong. Always been around, probably always will be around, but cannot be accepted in the Christian church. All right. Heavy stuff. All right. That is heavy stuff. We'll uh, we'll move on when we come back. You're listening to Bob Bernie Live and the Don Crow Show, 877-BOB-LIVE. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. 